0: What a wonderful day, eh? What a wonderful occasion. Great um, to be here. Wonderful to um, celebrate um, with you, Pastor Robin. Our lives really are like a book, aren't they? Just one illustration, if we could use that. They're like a book. So the book hasn't come to an end. Just the writing of this particular chapter has. So the next chapter's are still ahead of you and still to be written, the next kingdom chapters. So this particular pastoring chapters come to an end, but the rest of the book is still to be written. Hallelujah. Well, yes, it's just great to be here at the Centre Church and the Centre Church family. And um, wonderful and uh, privileged to have an opportunity to share the word here um, this morning. So obviously we know the, um, the uh, theme or the purpose of the service really is to honour uh, Pastor Robin. Um, in 2 Corinthians it talks about we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The Greek word for treasure is where we get the word thesaurus from, treasure or treasury. So we know we have this treasure, the gifts that God gives us in these earthen vessels. And when we started our journey together, I think um, so many decades ago, our earthen vessels looked a little different to what they do today. Some of us still have all of our hair today, not all of us do, hallelujah. So our earthen vessels look a little different to what they did when we began our journey several decades ago. Rick Renner will tell you that earthen vessels is the Greek word ostrakinos, which is the Greek word for cheap pottery. Not the sort of pottery you would ever find in a wealthy home. Just cheap, common pottery. That's our earthen vessels. And our earthen vessels are subject to wear and tear. So so that you're not distracted trying to figure it out. Yes, my earthen vessel has lost a couple of teeth. So don't be distracted trying to figure out for the rest of the morning, has he lost some teeth? <laughs> yes, I have. I've lost a couple of teeth. My earthen vessel is suffering wear and tear. I knew somebody was going to be distracted by that question. If you listen, Nigel, I said wear and tear. She didn't hit me or anything like that, okay, so wear and tear, Nigel, our earthen vessels. But praise God, praise God. I was at a physio um, recently as well as at a dentist, and um, the physio told me I was in great shape, so I'll take that one, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13. So obviously what I want to share with you today will fit in with the heartbeat of this service. Romans chapter 13, verse 7, the Apostle Paul says, Render therefore to all their due. Give to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, or if you like, reverence to whom reverence. And then finally in verse 7, honour to whom honour. The Amplified Bible uh, amplifies it out, and honour to whom honour is due. So as we've already heard, a little bit of cowboy speak, Robin, 37 years in the saddle. 37 years in the saddle, and this is the 14th year without Pastor Don. So, honour is certainly due. The scripture said, honour to honour is due. 37 years, 14 years without Pastor Don. Honour is certainly due. Certainly due. Now, in our country in general, so general generally speaking, New Zealand Kiwi culture, honour is not something that we do well. It is not something that we do well. Honour is not something that we do well even in New Zealand contemporary church. It's not something that we do well. I've been blessed to be able to be in 22 different nations. A lot of those are third world nations. And you just have to be able to go to a third world nation, say Solomon Islands, which we've been to many times, the nation of Myanmar, which formerly was Burma. You just have to be able to go to other cultures and you can see here we don't do honour particularly well. It's just something about New Zealand. We don't do honour particularly well. So even regarding the word, has anybody seen... Uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes on TV or, or anything, Bishop Jakes. Common for Bishop T.D. Jakes, when they come to reading of the word, he says, could everybody please stand? And as they read the word, they stand for the word of God to be read. That's common with Bishop Jakes, if you've seen him. Okay, now that comes from the book of Nehemiah chapter 8, when uh, the children of Israel, Jerusalem, particularly was under revival, with Nehemiah and Ezra. And when Ezra stood up to read the word, the book of the law, all the folks present stood up for the reading of the word. Are you with me? Everybody stood for the reading of the word. So if you happen to see Bishop T.D. Jakes uh, on TV or or, Google in or whatever to a service, he'll have the folks stand for the reading of the word. Now trust me, 37 years, this is actually our 40th year. Pastor Elaine and I in ministry, 37 years, sorry, 33 years were as senior pastors, but fortieth year in ministry. So I've preached to a lot of people. And when you're sharing the word of God in New Zealand, Kiwi churches, I've seen all kinds of things. When the Word of God has been shared. I've seen women open their little makeup handbag and touch up their makeup while you're sharing the word. I'm serious, you know touch up their makeup while the word's being shared. People get on their phone and send messages, do social media while the word is being shared. Some people honour the word so much they go off to sleep (laughs) while the word is being shared. We had somebody with us years ago in the church for many years. You're sitting there in the morning service sharing the word and they'd break out some sandwiches. (laughs) Unwrap some sandwiches and here you've got sitting there eating sandwiches, you know, lettuce leaves out either side, looks like you're preaching to Brewer Rabbit. (laughs) While the word's being ministered. So I've seen all kinds of stuff go down here in New Zealand churches. It's not honour, it's not something that we do particularly well. But trust me, we'll do it well this morning. Is that all right with you? We'll do it well this morning. So I've got some questions for you. Um, just to help us on our journey this morning, when was the last time sitting in church that you heard a message on honor? When was the last time? you don 't have to answer me, but at least come with me on the journey. When was the last time sitting in the church, you heard a message on honor? Some of you like shaking your head. Some might even say, I've never heard one. I can't remember when I last heard a message on honour. When was the last time you heard a message on honour? Was it in church or was it on, what do you call it, YouTube? Just think about that. It It carries so little weight, we don't even speak on it anymore. Okay, we'll try this one then. Can you give me a scripture on honour? Anybody? I'll take a response on this one. Can you give me a scripture on honour? A scripture that directly deals with honour. Okay, my wife can. Good, that's one. What about the rest? Okay. You have two. What's your scripture? Romans 13. Romans 13. Okay. <laughs> you are sharp, Lisa. <laughs> you were the only one listening when I read that scripture. I mean, a, a, qu- a scripture on honour and we've just read one out. <laughs> Duh. Are you here? <laughs> Aside from Romans thirteen verse seven, can you give me a scripture on honour? Barry, you can? Oh? Proverbs three. Anybody else? Can you give me a scripture on honour? Honor your father. Well, that's an obvious one. That's in the in the Ten Commandments even. But see, I mean, come on, I know some of you are struggling. Honour, 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 where's my phone? Honour, 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 bring it up so you can look up and find a reference. But I mean from your heart, from your memory, can you give me a scripture on honour plus the book it's from plus the reference? No, we're floundering, you see. Because we don't do honour particularly well in our culture. It's not an important subject to us. All right, let me try this one. Can you name me a book? That you have read on honour? Or can you even name me a book on honour? Can you name me a book on honour? Anybody? A book called honour. <laughs> What's the book? Yeah, but it must be covered in dust. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. So, see, see. You, you, see what I'm saying, it's, it's not even something that's, that, that, that we think about it's, it's, we're so far removed from it in our culture okay, Cole Stringer's got a little book on honour uh, so big, quite thin John Bevere's book, Honor's Reward, is an excellent book Reading in California Pastor Bill Johnson, one of their staff wrote a book, Culture of Honour there's three just there. Is that maybe the one you have, is it? Culture of honour? Yeah, okay. So, see, when it comes to these just simple questions, we're struggling to really connect. Okay, um, can you then tell me your personal journey with honour? See, my generation, my generation, I'm the youngest in my family, but my generation was a generation that we threw off honor and respect. I'm the generation that wouldn't stand up in the movies when they played God Save the Queen. Some of you are thinking, movies, God Save the Queen? Listen, in the movies of yesteryear, yesteryear, they used to play before the movies God Save the Queen. They used to play that. And if you was a young fellow and didn't stand up, somebody else's father would slap you <laughs> around the ears. I'm serious. This older generation here will remember that. Well, I'm the generation that refused to stand. The police became pigs in my generation. So yes, sweetheart, I've been up personal with Father God getting dishonour sorted out of my life. Can you tell me your story of honour and dishonour? See, 2 Corinthians, Paul said to Timothy in a great house, chapter 2, 20, in a great house there are vessels of honour and vessels of dishonour. And he said, If a man will cleanse himself from the dishonour, he or she can be a vessel unto honour. Can you tell me your story? I can tell you mine if you've got time to listen. It's not pretty. Honour. Now here's the challenge. Like it or not, I think we're all planning and going to heaven. But the challenge is the culture of heaven is a culture of honour. Listen to me, my brother and my sister, the culture of heaven is a culture of honour. Right? Not the sissified kiwi version of honour. Okay, it's the undiluted, unwatered down God's version of what honour is. That's the culture of heaven. So sooner or later we're going to have to adjust. Now my lightning fast mind says let's not wait till then, let's start making some adjustments now. Are you here? Let's start making some adjustments now. Because it is the culture of heaven. They don't do anything else up there. Now, it may not be a serious subject here on the earth, but it is most definitely a serious subject in heaven. Are you here? Most definitely a serious subject in heaven. Now, who, who? Um, I'll put my hand. Who, who has seen the movie Braveheart? Put your hand off if you've seen the movie Braveheart. Okay? Put your hand off if you've seen it more than once. Okay? I've seen it twice. Now, we know somebody had seen it like a dozen times. The movie was released in 1995 and it dominated the Academy Awards that year. It received 10 nominations for the Academy Awards that year and won five dominated the Academy Awards. Now listen, the Hollywood financiers were really doubtful about whether that movie would amount to anything. They had struggled, difficulty trying to find financial backers to back that movie. The Hollywood financial people, the people in the, with the cloud in the know there, they were not sure, listen to me, that a movie that depicted medieval, late 13th century values like courage, hello, fighting for what you believe in, hello, and things like honour, outdated things like honour, Hollywood was not sure that it was worth financing something like that. They didn't think that people would be interested in watching something with such outdated and archaic values. Isn't that interesting? Well, they were wrong. That nation, sorry, that movie brought the nation of Scotland to its feet. But isn't that interesting? They didn't think it would amount to anything. Late 13th century medieval values. I think that's interesting. Anyways, in the Old Testament, which is in the Hebrew text, the Old Testament Hebrew word for honor, honor, kobod, the main word, is translated honor more than 50 times in the Old Testament. Now, the exact same Hebrew word, kubod, is translated glory more than 150 times. The same Hebrew word that is translated honor is also translated glory. Have I got anybody in here with a lightning fast mind that can see the connection? We hear a lot about the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glorious church, we believe in that, we talk about that. The word glory, if you're going to have a glory conference, you'll get a lot of delegates, but not so many at an honour conference. But listen to me, my brother, my sister, where there's no honour, there'll be no glory. You're just dreaming. If you think you're going to have the glory of God and not have honour, you're in la-la land. The words are connected, same Hebrew word, Translated honor more than fifty times. It's translated glory more than one hundred and fifty times. The two are connected. I find that very interesting. Very interesting. I can join the dots. I'm intelligent enough to join up the dots and fill in the blanks. Are you okay? Hmm. Let me just share with you a scripture in Proverbs chapter eighteen. Proverbs chapter eighteen. So I'm just sharing with you a few thoughts about honor. Proverbs chapter 18. And look what it says in verse 3. Verse 3. When the wicked comes, contempt also comes also. But look at the last part of the verse 3. With dishonor comes reproach. With dishonor comes reproach. Here's a different translation. With dishonor comes disgrace. Here's the New English Bible. With loss of honor comes reproach. So see, with honor and glory, they go together. With dishonor, you don't have dishonor and glory together. Dishonor and reproach, dishonor and shame go together is that right? You follow the connection? I'm usually easy to follow. This shouldn't be hard. Okay? So with dishonor comes reproach. With honor comes glory. The opposite is true, see? With dishonor comes reproach. With, with, with honor comes glory. And I challenge you. You're welcome to challenge me, but read the Old Testament. Where they were honoring God, where they were honoring the priesthood, Guess what followed? The glory. But you cannot find me any Bible reference where dishonor was in the land, but great glory. You cannot find any Bible reference. There was great dishonor. There was great dishonor of the priesthood. There was great dishonor of the tribe of Levi. However, God's glory was very evident. Yeah, right. By a real Bible. The two don't go together. You hear what I'm saying? Hmm. So there's just a few thoughts, but I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. So um, this is our 40th year of ministry. 33 years we clocked up as um, in the saddle as senior pastors. Most of the, much of the, most of the greatest honour... I personally have experienced in my time in ministry has come in third world nations. Nations like the Solomon Islands, nations like Myanmar. Most of the greatest honour I've received personally as a minister of the gospel has come in third world countries. I will never forget ministering in Myanmar and what they called an orphan church. They called it an orphan church. So that's just a couple. They were older than me. And they had a home which probably is be like a standard small three-bedroom home, but two storeys, so two levels. So they had like 36 kids in there, abandoned, orphans, unwanted, sometimes people would bring their children and say look we're travelling away to a funeral or something for the weekend and they wouldn't come back for them. They are like 36 kiddies there, you know little, little ones probably oldest like 3, 2 to 12 or 13, the orphan church. And here's this, here's this senior couple and uh, one of their adult children and they've got all these kids, they Nothing comes from the government. Nothing. Nothing. It's faith ministry and they look after and feed these kids and clothe these kids. Uh, they thought Pastor Elaine was wonderful because she's good with children's ministry and stuff and every time i go back there they say when's Pastor Elaine coming back? When's Pastor Elaine coming back? I ministered there Brownie for those guys and you sit there and they take up an offering off these kids. You know these are orphans and they said oh we give them a little bit of money they need to learn how to give every church I've ministered in Myanmar the orphan church is the only church that gave me a love offering for ministering there they gave me a love offering for ministering there from those kids talk about honour. I said to the guy, the, the, the senior pastor, the, the, the dad there, I said, what's this for? He said, we've got to teach these children to give. have got to teach them to honour. How can you forget that? After that, here in New Zealand some of the greatest honour I've ever received has been from gang members. Let me say this, much of the greatest dishonour that I've ever experienced has come from the church. It's come from the church. Does that surprise you? Probably not. So it shouldn't be that way. We're quick to talk about the glory. We're quick to Listen to stuff about the glory, but as I've already said, where there's no honour, there'll be no glory. You're in la-la land if you think you can have one without the other. You've got to have the honour to have the glory. Read your Bible, read the Old Testament. Now, I've also received much honour in New Zealand, but you've really got to go to another culture to see what they do, experience what they do. So I'm going to tell you a story from another culture. Our youngest daughter, Tammy, spent 11 to 12 years in Perth in Western Australia with Pastor Margaret Court. A lot of us know Pastor Margaret. She's been here in New Zealand. I'd been at our ICFM meetings a couple of times. So Tammy was there, and she went to Bible school there, and then worked her way up. And she was, became a, a, like a secretary to one of the, the, the senior businessman of the church there who was, who was an older gentleman and he was on Pastor Margaret's board and so Tammy became like a um, secretary to PA to him. Rob Greaves, a lovely brother, he was actually born in New Zealand and his parents were pastors many years ago so he's well into his 80s now but Tammy became his PA and so they were involved in hosting and, and putting together Pastor Margaret's annual convention that she has over there, um, Victory Life Convention. And so Tammy was very up in there. And so um, uh, I'd been over to the convention a few times, Elaine as well. And over there one year, I was helping Tammy the week before the convention. I was in the, the back room there with Tammy making up delegate packs and all kinds of stuff there, getting ready for the convention. Well, in 2013, they had Dr. Cho there, and it was my year to go. And Dr. Cho was the keynote speaker at this convention in Perth. So Tammy's boss, the older gentleman, Rob, had an older Rolls-Royce. So they decided that the roller would be the vehicle to drive Dr. Cho in, see. Well, Dr. Cho came with about nine or ten in the entourage, now, most of this nine or ten were senior pastors. These were not nine or ten ushers or nine or ten servers from the church. These were like nine or ten in their own right. They were senior pastors with significant ministries in Korea. But Dr. Cho's travelling overseas, we're going with them. So they made up the support group. You follow what I'm saying? Am I telling the story carefully enough? You following it okay? So Dr. Cho, Mrs. Cho didn't come and nine or ten senior passes. so they got the roller the Rolls Royce for Dr. Cho so they hired a new 12 uh, seater uh, people mover uh, to drive the support crew around him. Here with me? So Tammy's boss Rob, he was driving the roller and I was just talking to Tammy just the last couple of days to make sure I had my memory right and my story straight so Dr Cho thought it was very amusing that his personal chauffeur in Perth was older than what he was he thought that was quite honouring and quite amusing to have your chauffeur in his 80s but driving the roller and guess what Tammy got to drive our daughter got to drive the people mover with all the other pastors in it the support group so I jumped in with Tammy because I'm there for the conference, so I'm riding in the front seat with all these supporting pastors, Dr. Cho. So I'm getting a front row seat. I'm getting a, what do they call it, bird's eye view to see how this whole thing ticks. Fascinating, I tell you. So we get to the hotel, the roller's there in the drive-through place and Tammy's there with the people mover. And we're waiting for them to come, and here comes Dr Cho. But you can't see him. He's totally surrounded by the support group. Right? All these supporting pastors are totally around him. And Tammy said these pastors would not let him pay for a single thing. They would not allow him to pay for a single thing. While we're with you, we pay. So he comes out of the hotel, down the steps, totally surrounded by these guys gets up to the door of the roller, they open the door and they, he gets in the back with the roller and the senior of the senior pastors, he gets in the back with them. So we're there, we've got the side door open and the people mover and everything ready to go but these guys will not get in, they won't load. So here's the roller and these guys line up on the curb. Here's the roller here, the roller's here, right? Hotel, Roller's here, Rolls Royce there. These guys all line up on the curb and they stand here like this. A line of them, 10 of them, all aligned there. As the Rolls Royce leaves, they go, they bow as the car leaves. I'm there and I'm watching all this. Wow. I'd been in other cultures before. I knew what was going on. This is the way they honour. So they all go like this, the Rolls Royce pulls, pulls out next thing they're all bailing into the scarf The people move it flat out and they're yapping away trying to tell Tammy you have to pass the Rolls Royce, you have to get past the Rolls Royce, we must get to the church first same when they took them to the airport I was on the trip to the airport, we've got to get there first, they want to get there first so what happens the Rolls-Royce is going to pull up here, they'll all get on the curb here and stand like this. As the car arrives, they'll bow. They come into the meeting, he's surrounded coming up the aisle there, and he's, he's, uh, they will not sit down until he sits down. So I'm getting there, I'm thinking, Stefan, you probably guess what I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, can you imagine what would happen if that happened in a church in New Zealand <laughs> and the media found out about it? Can you imagine if that happened in a church, you know, at Victory Christian, no, we'll go to Nigel, okay? <laughs> Flexmere Christian fellowship. Here's a guy, a group of people. Come up here, Barry, Naomi, come up here. Here's a group of people. Stand here, stand here. So Pastor Nigel arrives and, and no turn around, face Pastor Nigel arrives and we all go like this. <laughs> Can you imagine if the media found out about that? Thanks guys. We all we all bow when the pastor arrives. I mean the mocking and the scoffing and the ridicule and the the, the, the cartoon guys would get involved, isn't that right? I mean it'd be just scathing if the media got hold of that, but guess what, in Korea it's not even news it's normal doesn't even merit a camera being there, it's just normal funny that eh, how he got the largest church in the world, how they experienced great glory isn't that odd, Brownie that that church experienced great glory. Became the largest church in Isn't that odd? Because where you have dishonor, all you have is reproach. You hear? Interesting. Dr Cho, no, he went to heaven last year, I believe. Was it last year, Jeanette? He's, yeah, I think it was last year, I think it was, yeah. He's gone on to glory. But what a, what a <laughs> Being in those meetings in Perth, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, because um, I've, got, I've got some stuff written in the front of my Bible, you know, the rules of good communication. He broke every rule. I'm serious. I got in the front here six rules of good communication that I picked up from Dr. Maxwell. So this is not me thinking it up, having a dream. This was from Dr. Maxwell. Hello. Well, Dr. Cho broke every one. Yet he was captivating. Why was that? Because of what he carried. Because of who he was. He was captivating. You hear? So, a few thoughts on honour. So 37 years in the saddle, Robin. The 14th year without Pastor Don, riding with you. He's in the cloud of witnesses, Hebrews chapter 12, shouting us on. So, as we heard in the letter from Pastor Jim Heath, 1984-85 um, they started a house church here, okay? And in 85, you and Pastor Don became pastors and the church was established in 1985. Okay, the church met at the Memorial Hall for a season. The Memorial Hall. Who was here for that? Okay, a few of you are here for that. The Memorial Hall. Okay, and then um, 1987, approximately to 1989, the church met at the old community centre, Moore Street. So you were there then? Okay, the old community centre. Now, 1991 to 1993, the church met at the Hadfield Rooms. Hadfield Rooms and Coastlands. So that's when I first came into the loop, was in the, I I remember going to the Hadfield Rooms in Coastlands. That was the first time I, I think I'd had contact on the phone uh, with Pastor Don and Robin, but then I came to the Hadfield Rooms in Coastlands, and then in 1994, 1995, you moved to the Capity College. Capity College? Okay, Capity College. In 1996 the church moved into this current building Okay, which was um, this um, place here in Hurley Road which was a joinery factory and I remember talking with Pastor Don on the phone about this joinery factory. It was a bit of a dog's breakfast wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, all of that. Right. That was a dog's breakfast, yeah. But look at it now. Look at it now. Vision. Okay, so this wonderful facility we have here. Two thousand and eight Pastor Don went on to heaven. Two thousand and eight. Now I will never forget that, not so much from you know Pastor Don was a great friend. We used to talk regularly on the phone, great friend. But I was down for the funeral, but but listen. This church had a connection with Impact Church in the, in, in the Gold Coast. And sometimes some of you guys went over there for a men's meeting with Pastor Phil Rubin, and sometimes they came over here. So in 2008, that was their time to be here. And they were all booked to fly, so some of them were already here. And then Pastor Don passed away on the Saturday night. These guys are all here. Flights are booked and whatever. What are you going to do? Do you cancel the men's conference? What are you going to do? These guys are coming in from the Gold Coast. So the decision was made by whoever to continue. So we came down for the funeral. What day of the week was the funeral? Was that a Wednesday or a Thursday? Thursday? Thursday. Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday, okay. Thursday. We were there at the funeral, here for the service, progressed to the cemetery to the south. The men's meeting started the next morning. The next morning. So this lady here buried her husband on Thursday afternoon and was the first speaker at the men's meeting on Friday morning. This lady. We buried Pastor Don on Thursday afternoon and she opened the men's meeting, first speaker of Friday morning. And I was honoured to be able to take the second session in place of Pastor Don after you. How can you forget that? Come on. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a mighty spirit right there. Amen? I'll never forget that. I mean, the next morning, hello? Pastor Robin opened the service. My, 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 my. So now you've got, of course, the facility over the road. Centre Kids Preschool, is that over the road? Yep, Okay. And also has already been mentioned that you... um, were instrumental in the founding of ICFM. In fact, you're one of the original trustees. Is that right? Right, it back in the beginning? Yeah. One of the, one of the founding trustees of ICFM. And so a lot of us have come under the loop because of ICFM, become part of the family. So, praise God. All right, so, Pastor Robin, um, we, your... And your fellow soldiers and your fellow servants of, of the cross, we salute you today and we honour you today. Been great to be part of your journey and great to be part of the journey of the Centre Church. We salute you today. 1 Timothy chapter 5 gives us a scripture which we're going to close with, 1st Timothy chapter 5. Verse 17, let the elders, let the leaders, let the elders, the pastors who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. And then he emphasizes it, especially. Everybody say especially. Especially Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. So you're part of the center church family. This lady has laboured in the word. Doctrine is just another word for teaching. And it's not just what you see here on Sunday morning. For me, for one hour of presentation, I like to have somewhere between, I don't know, 12 and 20 hours of preparation. For one hour presentation, I like to have a whole bunch of hours of preparation. What am I doing there? Laboring in the word and teaching to be able to give it out to the folks. A lot of that has gone on for 37 years. So honor is due. Tell the person beside you, honor is due. Honor is due. So it's my privilege to be able to take up a um, love offering for Pastor Robin this morning. So this is for her personally. And to make it simple, we have these envelopes. If you need an envelope, Tucker, what do we do if we need an envelope? You're going to get them to people. Somebody can grab them, eh, just to make it a bit easier. Gordon's going back there. If you need an envelope, okay, up the front here, we we need one up the front here. Uh, Over here, just put up your hand if you need an envelope, okay, and, and they will get it to you if you need an envelope. Now, obviously, we are no longer in the era of checks. We're no longer in the area of checks, obviously. Okay, so Tucker, just whoever's got their hand up, can you get them one? Okay, very good. And the instructions on the front are really self explanatory. Okay, so you have an envelope. Everybody got one that needs one? Okay, so the instructions on the front are pretty straightforward. Okay, the credit card details are there if you, if you want to use that option and put the CVV details, the three numbers on the side there. That's all self-explanatory. And if you happen to be going to do it by um, online banking, it's over there on the left of the envelope. But of course the administrator asks when you're doing that, reference there put for Pastor Robin, okay, so that they know. Simple, eh? So they know that it's for Pastor Robin and it makes it easy to sort out. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, everybody happy? All right. We all know what the story is, okay. Now are we are we collecting that Lisa or what's the story? We got a Okay, so on the back table there, Tucker? The lovely lady at the back there, there's a basket there. Okay, so please just put your envelope in there, okay? And this is for Pastor Robin personally. Okay. 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 You need another basket out there. Okay. Tucker's got it sorted. Okay. Okay. Yes. So Tucker has that sorted. Okay. So again, this is for Pastor Robin personally. So let's bless her. Honour certainly is due. Amen. Now, Robin, we're going to do one more thing. I'm going to get you just to jump up the front here. And I want the trustees to come up and the wives, and we're just going to pray for you. Yeah. We've travelled a a lot of miles together. It's been fun. It has been a lot of fun. So we just want to pray for you um, as trustees and our, our spouses, and we just want to pray God's direction for you for the future. Okay? How about we all stand up? We've been sitting down for a wee while, and you can stretch out your hand. Okay? So... As you know us as trustees, and we, we've we've done a lot of miles together, and it's, it's been great. It's been exciting, and so as I said, Robin, you know our life is like a book, and we write chapters. And uh, you know we write the we write the, you know when the babies come, we write the baby chapters, the little children chapters, the teen teenage years chapters, and the ministry chapters that you've written, and and you and Pastor Don, the family of the church chapters. So. The senior pastor's chapter, in the sense of the center church family, you've written the amen at the end of that. But there's more chapters ahead. There's more chapters ahead. And um, we're excited as trustees as to what that might be and where that might take you. And um, it's been a blessing to be part of the journey this far.